0: Christchurch, New Malden. 31st of May 2020. Tim Davis speaking on Pentecost. Pentecost. Reimagined at lockdown. Okay, hi everyone, it's Matthew here. Uh, Welcome and thanks for joining our hastily arranged video call. Uh, to give you all an update on the, frankly, uh, amazing stuff that's been happening uh, since this morning when we all got you know, hit by that spirit thing. Uh, now, we're all agreed that this is what Jesus was referring to when he said we'd receive power when the Holy Spirit came, yeah? Uh, but I think there's a couple of things we need to clear up. Uh, wait, hold on, guys, guys. Can anyone speaking in tongues please go on mute? Okay you need to mute yourselves. With 12 people on, it's hard enough to hear without having to compete with the divinely inspired word of God. Again, okay. hold on, why does it say there are 15 people in this meeting? Who, who's not meant to be here? James, John, Peter, Luke, Matthias, wait, wait. Uh, Joseph, called Barsabbas, also known as Justice. Sorry, I forgot we'd invite you to the call as well, but you don't need to create an account for every name you go by and then join a meeting with all three identities. Can you quit two of those names, please? Preferably remaining as Barsabbas, as there are lots of names beginning with J already, and it's a bit confusing on the participant list. Oh, for the love of it, he stayed on as Joseph. This is why we chose Matthias. Anyway, so as I was saying, um, there are some things I think we need to clear up. Now, uh, that feeling of tongues of fire, rest on you, that we all experienced. We've confirmed that it is not actual fire. And so even if it feels slightly warm, there is no reason to switch on the air conditioning. It's bad for the environment, people. Come on, this is God's new creation now. Let's not trash it straight away. Um, again, on onto on uh, hygiene matters, that was it. Thomas, uh, I, now, Thomas, I know you said that after touching Jesus' hands and signs when he showed you his wounds, that you'd never wash your hands again. But you've got to regularly wash your hands with soap and water if you're going to be laying hands on people and healing them. No, 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 Thomas, Thomas, it's the rules. It's the rules, mate. You've got to. And get some hand sanitizer as well if you can. Uh, now, now, Peter, oh, Peter, your talk was spot on. That that was amazing. Uh, guys, if anyone's got a recording of the live stream he did in the town centre, can you, can you send us all a copy to share on social media? Truly, I think we can, you know, I think we can say you were led by the spirit. Uh, although I suppose that applies to all our actions at the moment. But anyway, top work, Peter, top work. Uh, uh, and oh, well finally uh, we've got a request for someone uh, anyone who can speak Libyan uh, has anyone found themselves speaking Libyan at all so far today you know, unexpectedly uh, apparently a load of them have just arrived in town they need someone to share the gospel with them as they don't speak Aramaic, Greek or Hebrew uh, oh Simon you can do that ah oh, brilliant thanks uh, you'll be needed at the ninth hour today uh, the 3rd and 6th hours tomorrow uh, so can I leave that with you to sort out send them an invite great great thanks right well that's it uh we're we're nearly out of time uh unless anyone's actually paid for a premium account meeting no not a problem okay well unless there's anything else to discuss wait wait, what's that noise oh hold on hold on i think the wind is back i'd say get ready for another spiritual hit guys here it comes okay back to uh reality Pentecost feels different this year, but just imagine for a moment how different it felt that first time. What did Jesus' followers think was happening when the Holy Spirit came and filled them with its power? At Pentecost we celebrate the birth of the church by the Holy Spirit. It's the climax of the liturgical year because finally we can tell the whole story of God's redemption of his creation, just as Peter announced to the crowd. All is finally summed up through God's new creation of the church, a global, universal, united church. The mighty rushing wind that gave birth to the church created a new nation, one that cannot be limited by the constraints of the past because salvation cannot be limited. Salvation is God's creation of a new society, a new church that invites each person to become a part of a time that nations themselves can't provide. We may still be limited in our movements at the moment, in our interaction with one another, but there is nothing that limits the love of God and his salvation. His spirit, his gift to the church, is given to all. Pentecost is the undoing of what God had done at Babel in the Old Testament when the people tried to make a name for themselves by building a tower to heaven and were punished by being scattered and given foreign languages to separate and confuse them. Now the people have God's name on their lips, not their own, and they share a common tongue and a message that they share far and wide. In his speech to the people, Peter quoted directly from the Old Testament book of Joel, the sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord and anyone and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It's strong, visionary, apocalyptic language, but it is necessary to understand the significance of this new creation at Pentecost. And um, The whole book of Joel leading up to the verses which Peter quotes from is actually quite troubling and depressing. It's, it's only a book of three chapters, but it's enough to make you feel incredibly uneasy. Uh, going back to that time, Joel was bringing the word of God to the people of the southern kingdom of Judah sometime after Solomon's death. The people struggled to be faithful to God and he sent prophets to call the people to repent and gave hope to those who turned back to God. It's just that he did it with a really terrifying message just to give you an idea of it from chapter one joel warns about a terrible event the likes of which have never been experienced by those alive at the time and it's an invasion of locusts that has devoured everything what the locust swarm has left the great locusts have eaten what the great locusts have left the young locusts have eaten what the young locusts have left other locusts have eaten now it. it may sound slightly tame compared to other, any other type of natural disaster but have you ever actually seen a locust swarm? Type in locust swarm planet earth into YouTube and you'll see the terrifying footage of a billion locusts flying through the air on a constant search for food. An adult locust can eat its entire body weight each day. It's not picky, it will just devour whatever vegetation it comes across and move on, leaving nothing but bare stems and branches. And that was a real problem for the people of Judah, because apparently they like their drink. Wake up, you drunkards, and weep, says Joel. Wail, all you drinkers of wine. Wail, because of the new wine, for it has been snatched from your lips. You, know, you want to change a nation's ways, hit them with a shortage of booze. The locusts have devoured the grape and the grain. Now, Joel's not necessarily picking on the people because they like a drink, but because they need to realise that everything has gone. Just, just imagine um, bursting into the glass house or the Royal Oak once lockdown is over and announcing, It's all gone! There's no more drink! There'll be men beating their chests and sobbing into empty pint glasses as they realise the beer taps have dried up. Women shrieking and howling in anguish as they start to comprehend that there is no more Prosecco. Seriously, just imagine what type of repentance and revival we'd have in the Molden if that happened. But of course, it's it's not just the alcohol that has gone in the time of Joel. It's everything. If a swarm of locusts destroyed every crop in Judah, it would mean devastation. There is nothing to eat. And with no crops or vegetation, there is nothing to sell. So you can't buy food either. There is nothing left for livestock to eat. So they too die. The economy is dead. Society is dead. The lack of food leads to starvation, which leads to civil unrest and famine and fighting of resources and war between people and nations and death. It's a harrowing vision of what might come. And the rest of Joel continues like this until we get to later on in chapter two when Joel calls on the people to repent and perhaps avoid this impending disaster. Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. There is this glimmer of hope because God is moved when we turn our hearts to him. But even before he could do that, we, he, but even before we could do that, he moved in an even greater way. Hundreds of years later, we get to this quite moving and inspiring scene of the disciples and followers of Jesus returning to Jerusalem after he had left them and gathering in the upper room where they joined together in constant prayer Men, women, all together, joining in prayer, waiting on the Lord. They had experienced sorrow at Jesus' death, joy and wonder at his resurrection, and then probably sorrow, confusion and unease after he had gone again. But there was the glimmer of hope, a promise that he would be with them. When the promised spirit came... Peter was moved to speak to everyone he could, and with a sense of urgency share the good news of God's redemption of mankind, for he knew that the next stage in God's plan of salvation had come. The fiery spirit that filled Peter was the same one that had rested on Jesus of Nazareth. No longer were they disciples of Jesus who simply knew the facts of his life story. Rather, to be a disciple of Jesus means that their and our lives must literally be taken up into the drama of God's redemption of his creation. A new age had come in, which we all are made part of God's new time through the life and work of his son, Jesus. Peter recites the description of those wondrous last days spoken of by God, but through the prophet Joel, and recognizes them as in the here and now, a time that still continues, in which we today continue to build God's kingdom here on earth. At Pentecost, God created a new language, it could be said, but it is a language that is more than words. It is instead a community whose memory of its saviour creates the miracle of being a people whose very differences contribute to their unity. We call this new creation church. Being apart from one another doesn't change who we are, it doesn't change who God calls us to be. We're not a part of church simply to learn the facts about Jesus' life. We're a part of the church that has been given God's Holy Spirit in order to live lives in the same way that Jesus did, through the power of the Spirit. We're called to spread the message far and wide, to change lives, to challenge injustice, to show God's love wherever, whenever, and however we can, just as his followers did 2,000 years ago. Last year, I was celebrating Pentecost in Trafalgar Square with thousands of other Christians. This year, I'll be celebrating it at home, just with my wife. And nearly 2,000 years ago, a bunch of friends would gather together, not knowing what they were going to be doing until that moment when something Miraculous happened. Today, a year ago, 2,000 years ago, the core remains the same. What will I do to build God's kingdom here? So I want to finish with the words from one of my favourite songs, and which is particularly relevant for Pentecost Sunday, a song about the limitless power of God's spirit. Spirit break out break our walls down, spirit break out, heaven come down. Our Father, all of heaven roars your name, sing louder, let this place erupt with praise. Can you hear it, the sound of heaven touching earth? The sound of heaven touching earth. King Jesus, you're the name we're lifting high, your glory shaking up the earth and skies. Revival. We want to see your kingdom here. We want to see your kingdom here. Spirit, break out. Break our walls down. Spirit, break out. Heaven, come down.